0: people to mess around
1: trimmed completely to look yeah. like With clark, green, clark griswolds yeah. yeah which is awesome yeah yeah so they hit the road this whole sequence is tommy boy while driving on the road max a lot of things happen <laughs> john candy singing the mess around getting his coat stuck spins the car around well the seat adjustment too right? oh the seat adjustment. Oh, <laughs> i bad. have a bad back yeah and they <laughs> broke it i'm not gonna break it Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Our mission is to take you on a most excellent adventure through time. Buzz in the Tower is so much more than a podcast. It's the map to One-Eyed Willie's treasure. And all you have to do is sit back, listen, and repeat after me. Klaatu! Barata! (coughs) Buzz in the Tower answers the questions you didn't even know you had. Like who would win in a fight? John Rambo or Hans Gruber? Or who is dreamier, Jake Ryan or Marty McFly? So as we rank, debate, and offer fresh takes of the best of the best from 80s cinema, please remember, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to a podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Don't forget to subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For bonus content, you can find us on all social media channels by searching our handle at Buzz in the Tower. For more podcasts, information, or to contact us with topics you'd like us to talk about, visit our website, buzzinthetower.com. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, thetower.com. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Verde Media. Max, I couldn't be happier with the way our website looks.
2: So good. Yeah,
1: if you haven't had a chance to take a look at our website yet, you need to right away. These guys, website development, online marketing, they are outstanding. Am I exaggerating at all?
3: It is so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend having them build you one. (laughs)
1: I love it. I love it. Um, look, they're the best of the best. And working with John, uh, their owner, a self admitted 80s martial arts movie nerd, was an absolute
3: joy. Is that why you said the best of the best? That is why I said. Yeah. That was a
1: tip of the hat to John. Um, they're more than our sponsor, they're our partner. And if you are looking to build a website, they are the group to go to. Uh, find their link on our website and check them out Verde Media. Today's episode, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. John Hughes is to Thanksgiving what Santa is to Christmas. You cannot think of turkey, stuffing, cranberries, and a cross-country road trip without joyfully visiting the 1987 classic, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. With Thanksgiving only two days away, we thought it would be best to dive into the Steve Martin John Candy classic. So today I'm in the Tower, adjust your seat as much as you need, drop some quarters in the vibrating bed, and allow Max and I to be your soft pillows as we revisit one of the best holiday movies ever. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the Del Griffith to my Neil Page, Max Sanders. And with that...
2: You're going the wrong way! What? You're going the wrong way! He says we're going the wrong way! Oh, he's drunk! How would he know where we're going? Yeah, how would he know? Thank you. Thanks a lot. Terrific. Thank you. <laughs> what a moron. We should go on a road trip.
1: Our road trip would be so much more Tommy boy than Plain <laughs> trains <laughs> and Automobile.
3: Or here. Or here right oh here. You are very David Spade-ish. You're kind of Neil, though. I, I am kind of Neil. You're
1: an Neil. angry family. You're man. definitely <laughs> Dal. You're like, I'm so happy and I'm so annoying at the same time. Do you know what's really annoying? How you are creaming me. In the uh voting right now for our last episode. I
3: annihilated it.
1: It's uh I'm I'm ready to declare you <laughs> declare you a winner. It's well,
3: it's over. I won.
1: Well, you won, so <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show. Hi. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower. If this is your first episode that you've ever listened to, go back. One. Yeah, go it's a good one to pick. Go back one episode. Max and I put together our dream team fantasy draft for a holiday dinner. To recap. Max stole and yes I say stole because I had no clue that you were going to take anything from *Planes, strains and automobiles so you grab the most beloved character ever and that's what put you over the top and you nailed so the, anyways we decided
3: everyone said your dinner was weird you had, it, it was super weird Chromogeny alphas just, whatever. just whatever. yelling at a table whatever. old men whatever I still I still, I, away. I, I still
1: love our fans but I was very offended by how the voting went I was pissed I was I getting a lot of messages I, I know gizmos. I had Jessica Riggs you had a six year old girl whatever so <laughs> the bet was if I win that Max either had to watch hellraiser or put up christmas lights <laughs> what all the hellraisers if if he wins I have to buy a mistake. And in 2021, yep. in 2021, in 2022, for all of our episodes that have any type of cadence. So if it's a draft, if it's a back and forth, Max gets to pick what the cadence is. Woo! Who goes first, who goes second. So I hope you guys enjoyed the show because 2022 is going to suck because Max is in charge. <laughs> Christmas it's Eve all really? your fault because of how you voted. Don't laugh so. at my hemming and hawing oh and anxiety. God, unbelievable. Uh, you know what else we need to talk about? Uh, <laughs> Friday night. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Oh yeah, come on. Pull it together. <laughs> we had the absolute pleasure of going to see Sirius Moonlight, a Bowie tribute band. Uh, Dan, their lead singer, is incredible. He looks and sounds like Bowie. Identical. He's great. He a
3: star child makeup on. It, it was,
1: it was fantastic. And his wife was a, a great. I mean, like she watches him while she performs with the eyes of just a woman who's in love with a musician. I'm just like, I can't even get my wife to like make <laughs> eye contact with me and yours is <laughs> drooling over you on the stage. But I also don't look like Bowie, nor do I sound like him. A little bit. Uh, you've you have some know? musical chops. It could be heroes no it's not, not, bad. At all. That's, it's not bad it's pretty terrible but you're bearing the lead I know I am I that's that's a tease okay. I, I'm totally so we saw our great friend Timmy you said it we said it we can call him Timmy now uh Timmy capello from the Lost Boys also Tina Turner amazing saxophone player and he was their guest on the stage and watching him perform he performed in a number of the songs but also watching him do a little I still believe
3: he's, was he's, amazing he still got it he does and he taught us the star dance. Oh yeah. It was remember, great. It's like
1: windmill, windmill, hand thrust. Oh, it was great. Hair comb. He, he's so, I, the thing I love about him is he's so self-aware. He gets up there and he's like, you know, I've I've played with Beatles. <laughs> I've played with Tina Turner, but I know the reason you're here tonight because of the three minutes that <laughs> I was seconds. in one movie. Yeah, it was just amazing. <laughs> like he was so open about it. And nice, he
3: had the necklace. He had
1: the metal necklace Nicest on. guy. He had the leather codpiece over yeah. his jeans. He was ready to party.
3: And he went into the crowd with an electric,
1: is it it's electric saxophone, electric saxophone though, like a synthesizer yeah, saxophone, yeah, a guitar one,
3: and he was like sitting in people's laps and the like... guitar
1: of the saxophone, <laughs> if you will. It was a great show. I would highly recommend if you ever have the chance to see him perform or Run. or Sirius Moonlight. Yeah, go check him out. And we're gonna update you on Sirius Moonlight does some pretty cool stuff too. They've got like a, a little element of not just music, but they'll do some like acting scenes. And they did stuff from Beetlejuice. I'd go watch that 100 for they sure. They reenact Labyrinth, which yes. is your well, thing. Well, I, yeah. I might go see that. I, I've been known to enjoy a Labyrinth here or there, but man. All of those things. Let's let's get let's get the stuff out of the way. Uh 80stees.com, our wonderful sponsor. Check us out on TikTok. Follow us, like us, share, and be entered to win a gift card. Coming January 1st, we've got some really amazing new sponsors. We're loading up, man. We've got five ad spots available, three sold, two to go. So if you are listening and you're interested in advertising with the best 80s podcast on the air, uh, go ahead and message Moan Max, let us know. Yeah, we close deals. We do. This is Wolf of Wall Street. It's PG Wolf of Wall Street. It's uh G. We're, we're pretty we're pretty passive. <laughs> Put us into PG. There you go. Yeah. Every once in a while, a good <laughs> fart joke will get us in there. Um, so we're excited to roll out our new sponsors, uh, and and also so I got other teasers. I'll hold them to myself. We got some stuff coming up, but you know, oh, I, I'm superstitious. No, I'm very superstitious. We'll keep it to ourselves. We'll talk about it over a steak. Yes, medium <sighs> rare. Morton's. we to
3: Chow. Campbell oh, Grill.
1: What are we man. doing? Why are we giving free uh, free advertising for them? We should, they should have like the, the <laughs> official sponsor of me losing Just bets walk to over. Max. No, log
3: in there, big shot. My, no, my
1: steak lost bets to Max. Like our our official restaurant. They'd be great if you get a free steak dinner out of
3: the ads I i'm going be, to be i'm very going upset.
1: to because <laughs> for you it's not about the steak it's about me having yes. to be, eat it and in the pain I want you to bring ones and it's just great peel them off it's great you're a sick person Bring nickels max the real reason we're here today <laughs> bring nickels the real reason that we're here today is to talk about... Well, I mean, this is flat out one of my favorite movies, let alone a holiday film, but Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Is this like top three, this
3: Scoonies and Labyrinth? It's up there, man. Are I mean, your three?
1: Well, the problem is, is that when you talk about favorite movies as it pertains to John Candy, I go back to The Great Outdoors, which is always competing as one of my favorite John Candy movies. Your dadism
3: always comes through. But this is just... I, your Thanksgiving love.
1: Everybody's got that one movie, A Christmas Story, for some people. Like when they see A Christmas Story come on TV, if they you know it's Christmas time, right? Yeah. When my kids see The Grinch, the old one, not the new one with Jim Carrey or the new animated one. The Jim Carrey one's good. It is really good. But there, there are these triggers for people. For me, like, I know it's Thanksgiving time when I'm dusting off the DVD and throwing in trains, planes, and automobiles or planes, trains, and automobiles, whatever you want to call it, you know. I don't have a holiday movie. No, you're, but you're. this is the one part. I told you I was going to give you a little bit of hell about this. I don't know why. I had to badger you so hard to get into this movie, but yeah. I feel like you're a little bit there. You kind of, It's resonated with you more. So I watched it three times this week. Of course, your
3: standard, <laughs> your standard three watch. I listened to it once, too, which was interesting interesting but i realized when we first started out this podcast i only had like 20 80s movies under my belt and i was panicking i was like i need to start watching movies this was one of the first ones i saw and i was used to john candy cool runnings uh blues brothers kind of cooler kind of funnier john candy not right. emotional right and i wasn't ready for this kind of this is he's
1: got range in this
3: one yeah and he's also he's annoying he's yeah. the pest yeah and i wasn't I, I always thought of him as like the cool big it
1: was hard for you to see him in a different role yeah yeah and plus that's because you're an uncultured swine <laughs>
3: Plus, I'm freaked out by holiday travel stuff and like missing. A- i never missed a flight. I've never had a long car. Do you ride. get to the
1: airport like ten hours early? Two and a half hours. Oh my god! Yeah, that's great. Of <laughs> so, course, this movie is my horror movie.
3: You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. everything going wrong on a travel trip. I can't handle
1: that. So on the flip side, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday of all the holidays. It's my favorite. I've talked to you before about. Do you have like a set plan? Do you have like notebooks for like recipes and all? So I don't know if I've ever shared this story with you, but when I was dating Trish, uh, her mom invited me to Thanksgiving, which Mm. which was like very sweet of her. And every year that she would invite us, I was like, you know, I always host Thanksgiving. You know, I lost both my parents when I was in my twenties. It was the one thing, like I'm not a particularly nostalgic person about family stuff. I'm about movies, which is why we have this (laughs) podcast, but I don't have you know, don't have like a ton of paintings or furniture or things from my childhood that mean a lot to me. Thanksgiving means a lot to me. I always dreamed of hosting Thanksgiving. So I would host Thanksgiving and I would invite Trish and Trish would come and then maybe we'd go get dessert at our at her mom's house. And this would get worse every year. I mean, it was creating friction. And I sent this was before I married Trish, before we were engaged, I sent one of my classic Mo letters to my mother-in-law that was like- A letter? A letter. Well, Written? an email. Okay. I didn't know. No, God, thank God I didn't write it. E- you, know, you know, I'm, Ill- I'm illiterate. And my grammar would have been terrible, but basically saying it is so complicated that you've invited me and your family. I love that you invite us every year. But don't to Thanksgiving. Um, well, it was getting a little frosty between the two of us, but she's wonderful. I mean, like she really treats me like I'm her kid. And this is what she would say to her kids, too. If they were like, we're not coming to Thanksgiving, she'd be like, the hell you're not. Yeah. You're coming to Thanksgiving. I wrote this really long letter and I said, you know, one day I hope to marry Trish and I hope we have kids. And, you know, you're never going to have to worry about Christmas because obviously my family is Jewish. You're not going to have to worry about birthdays. You're not going to have to worry about anything. But Thanksgiving's and, mine. But and I like, I wrote it nicer than this, but it sounded in my head like from my cold dead hands, will you fry Thanksgiving for my house and to her credit she never responded to the email yeah she never brought it up again but she also never gave friction anymore. And we always have Thanksgiving at my house and and we have a blast and she's always there helping. And I love having her there, but there was that one year, it, it was the fork in the road.
3: <laughs> you should go out one year. It's nice to have people cook for you.
1: No, I, Max, I, I get that. But like, I love having everyone over. So for me, for planes, trains, and automobiles, I fully admit part of the reason I love this movie is because I would be the guy yeah. like feverishly trying to get home and freaking out that I wasn't making it and in my wake, treating people like garbage. So- Let's
3: just say hypothetically, five years from now, Apple is our sponsor and they want to meet with us
1: on Thanksgiving no Day. No way. Never. No? There's no amount of money that would ever provide. Wow. None. Any other holiday, I would Give me contemplate like doing it. I, well, you, Max, you would bury the turkey. You'd go into your parents' house, take the turkey off the table, bury it in the front yard for a check. That's assuming there's a turkey in <laughs> right. my house. Sorry, the leftover Chinese food. You bury it, it in the for front the yard. House reservation. For- <laughs> oh man! All right, let's talk about planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. 1987, John Hughes film. A Chicago advertising man must struggle to travel home from New York for Thanksgiving with a lovable oaf of a shower curtain ring salesman <laughs> as his only companion. What a
3: great job for him. It's perfect. It
1: is. This movie has got everything. So we're going to take a little bit of a different approach talking about this movie today. I think we're going to just go through the movie and mm-hmm. then because we, we've got some really cool facts, but there are probably some things we could talk about that are, I don't know, kind of parallel to the movie that don't have to do with the scenes or anything. Did
3: you see it in theaters? Cause it came I did out not. No, okay. November 25th, 1987. Right. Yeah.
1: So yeah right yeah. before I Thanksgiving. Not. Yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't, uh, I think it would have been 10. I don't think I saw it. No, no, my dad, well, my, for starters, John Hughes, <laughs> Yeah, like that's all you need to know, right? John Hughes. This was inspired by his own experience, It's similar to she's having a baby, which will come up a lot only because of all the crossovers and, and the end of it all. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of ha- there's a lot of things that happen in this movie. that are crossovers from his other movies. That might be one of my favorite parts about this movie is that it feels like a Marvel film. It's very Everyone's like in it. yeah, and there's like Easter eggs everywhere referring to all the different universes that the these characters Bueller exist in. All? Oh, yeah, there's yeah. it's great. It's great. This was inspired by John Hughes. Um, he had this hellish trip trying to get home from New York to Chicago. Everything in his life is about Chicago. He yep. is the most like true blue Chicago dude in the world. You think he went to Cubs games and all? Like, uh, I, yeah, I'm sure. Look, he sh- he wanted to shoot this whole thing in Chicago, but mm-hmm. they couldn't get any snow. Yeah. So half the thing I think was shot in Buffalo, New York because yep. they couldn't even get any snow. So Howard Deutsch, uh, his buddy. Leah Thompson's husband. Right, which by the way, like, the coolest what, dude ever. Like, this, is, this would be like you and I if I was like, yeah, Joe Rogan gave me a call. I'd be like, let, let Max take it. <laughs> like, he literally gives Deutsch the best. Ba- he gave Deutsch uh, Great Outdoors. Deutsch also directed Pretty and Pink, yeah. Some Kind of Wonderful. Hughes, his plan the whole time was he wrote this script and he was going to have Deutsch do it until Steve Martin signed on. He's like, I'll take this one. <laughs> I just send this back over to, to old Johnny. Johnny will take this one. So as a result of this, he gives Deutsch the great outdoors. So that's the swap that you have. Why don't we, you and I just rapid fire go over some kind of fun facts. Why don't you, I, I know you're probably squatting on all of the box office stuff. So go ahead. I know you're excited about that kind of stuff. I thought it made more. It
3: only made 49.53 million. What was the budget? 30. Wow. So so this is a VHS uh,
1: hero. This th- is like, I think so.
3: Almost called classic, but right? But at the time it was a big deal. Like oh yeah. On TikTok, I put an interview up of John Candy, Steve Martin, and, oh, and nuts. didn't have like yeah.
1: 70,000 views or yeah, something well, crazy like that
3: it was like they were having an NBA championship press conference right. you know what I mean it was like yeah, yeah. a big freaking well deal. the
1: actors I think probably had a lot to do with that I know I mean,
3: that but I think it was of sparked like a hundred million dollar I would if you told me you know to guess how much this movie made I'd say 120 million right yeah <laughs> I don't
1: know. I know. No, that no, that's fair. There. That's fair. Yeah.
3: Roger Ebert. It's his favorite uh, Thanksgiving movie. Four stars. Loves it to death.
1: This is Steve Martin and John Candy's favorite movie that they've been in. That's wild. So they, uh, they independently have said, like, this, well, rest in peace, John Candy, but this is their favorite movie, which I totally get. Is I mean, that for
3: you, too, for both of them? Ooh. Oh, man. All right. I, I can't answer that. I'm not prepared. I go, I go Roxanne. And oh, Roxanne!
1: For, I go L.A. I Story. Love Roxanne. Have you seen? You haven't seen L.A. Story. No. You'll love L.A. Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to. Um But there's, I mean, yeah, I mean, Father of the Bride. I mean, I, oh, whatever. I can't, <laughs> I can't go down this path with you right now. So Steve Martin episode. We should. This movie was a beast. It was 145 pages. It's so much. That is a ton. It's the most he's ever done. It's double what a normal movie does. Absolutely. And originally, I think it was like three or four hours of footage.
3: And there's a lost three-hour cl- like cut that needs to be edited back. He said it would take weeks, weeks or months to edit it. Well, this is
1: from the and guy that. Not- Writes yeah. most of his screenplays in 72 hours, so he yeah. probably was like, I don't want to take weeks to do this, you know?
3: And it's locked in Paramount's vault. Oh. So, I mean, I guess when he died, I guess, I don't know who... I don't would, know how that works. Yeah. Deutsch is
1: Deutsch still alive? He could take it and go, couldn't he? Is Deutsch still alive? Yeah, Deutsch is still alive. Okay, yeah, then he could take it and go, so... Yeah, yeah if he
3: wasn't, Leah Thompson would be getting a call from me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not
1: Not weird at all. <laughs> We tried to reach out to her on Cameo. A I reach out to her all the time. Uh, that's, oh my lord. Why I tag her. Uh, oh, you tagger. her. Yeah, that's right. It's like, just so we're clear. In Instagram, it's okay. In it's okay. It's all right. It's yeah. all right. <laughs> so, <laughs> dear Leah. Let's talk about Home Alone. So, Candy's role, John Candy's role is Del Griffith, um, the American light and fixture sales director, shower curtain ring division, was the impetus for the creation of Gus Polinsky, which was his cameo in Home Alone. You're going to hate me. What? I haven't seen Home Alone. I mean, that's,
3: (laughs) I know, I know. That is, that's, that's, that's that's outrageous. I shouldn't have shared. That's outrageous. I know. Oh
1: God. It's 1990 max. I don't care if it's
2: 1990.
1: That's, that's absolutely outrageous. All right. What else do you have? Not scene related, not specific to anything else related, kind of big picture related. And then let's hop into this movie.
3: I was blown away. John Hughes originally wanted Tom Hanks for
1: Neil. Tom Hanks would have been great as Neil, but he was doing big. I know. Yeah. But he would, he would have been great. Oh, come on. He would have been oh, great. Oh, you do it. Oh, you, you, you do a terrible no, talking Tom about Hanks. That yeah. noise. Yeah. yeah. You do a
3: terrible <laughs> Tom Hanks. 80s Tom Hanks, maybe a little too young, no, I think uh, maybe. He's I a, mean, he had a young a family. family. Yeah. I actually,
1: Steve Martin always looks old. Even yeah. when he was in like The Jerk, he looked old, right? <laughs> yeah, like, he's, he's had white hair forever. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. Has he ever had anything but white hair? I mean, at some point, I don't think he was
3: born. <laughs> he was born like, with white hair? He's not Quicksilver. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's amazing. It's but amazing. Uh,
3: John Travolta, they wanted for Dell, but Paramount thought he was uh, a box, box office that. boy. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. God, I have a bad Travolta.
1: Yeah. I have a great Travolta, Travolta only been for terrible. only for one movie. Yeah, he would have yeah. been bad. Uh, you know, it's funny, right? So like Tommy Boy, um, did you, have you ever seen Due Date with uh, Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah,
3: I so, would like watching Robert Downey Jr. do anything Robert Downey Jr. like.
1: The influence of Planes, Strains and Automobiles on Tommy Boy on Due Date. It's, uh, so, it's clear. so clear. I, it's so clear. I don't have a problem with it. It's not a rip off by any means, but there's what? just, it's very obvious that, that they're inspired by it. Yeah, I mean, this this is, this is movie has got a lot of quotable lines. There's, I, whatever. Well, let's, let's get into the movie. Do we Should do quotes shower? yet or no? Let's go, let's get into the movie. Okay, so the movie opens. And I have to tell you, working in marketing, like I do, when I'm mm-hmm. not firefighting or podcasting or taking care of my kids, I work in marketing.
3: Wait, you're going over the opening credits, though. You want to talk about the opening credits? Well, they do a sound of a plane, a train, and an automobile as it goes across oh, the screen. Oh, see, look at this guy. There you go.
1: I that was really cool. That is. I yeah. stand corrected. Yeah. Thank you. Please, you start. All oh, that, right, you have nothing else to add. That That's it. it. All right, good. Yeah, yeah. It opens in this boardroom. Yep. Where we get our first taste of the multiverse, <laughs> the John Hughes multiverse. So first of all, you got Lyman Ward. Ferris Bueller's dad. Um, also, he's in, she's having a baby. That's his co worker. Yeah. Additionally, you've got William Wyndham who also plays Kevin Bacon's father-in-law and she's having a baby. Oh, no way. Yeah, I remember the scene I, I always remember when he's having these like, not flashbacks, but like imaginary scenarios. He's having trouble getting his wife pregnant and she's having a baby and the father-in-law the mother-in-law and his father and mother are sitting at the table like telling him like you're not doing it right. Oh, yeah. Same guy. Yeah. So he plays the role of this like you know, ad executive and brain dead. Right. And Neil, Neil Page played <laughs> he's by
3: He's looking at it like Max, but, the the, but that's, that's
1: the funny thing is like having worked in marketing as long as <laughs> I have. Did he do that? It is so, it's not that obscure and ridiculous, but I will work on a graphic design or I'll work on an ad campaign and we'll get to the finish line. And like one person is like putting their hand up, like in there and big and saying, I don't get it. And I'm just like, (laughs) murder me right now. Get me out of this office right now. So the beginning of this movie sets the stage immediately for Neil Page. He's sitting in this boardroom with you know, his buddy Ferris Bueller's dad yeah. and the guys looking at this ad they came up with and he's just tapping his foot. He's look, looking at his
3: watch, looking at his watch and they highlight the time that the, which flight... was kind of cool. I,
1: little, I didn't bother me at all. So he takes his ticket out and it is a ticket that says six o'clock. You're leaving from New York and you're heading to O'Hare airport <laughs> and you're going to be there. It was at six 35. I yeah. literally, it's a, it's, it's a pretty quick loop.
3: Yeah. And Ferris Bueller's dad, I love that. He's like, you're never going to make it. As right. The
1: elevator closes. right. Like- <laughs> so he gets into the elevator, heads down to the street, he's got to move pretty quick and we have our first uh our hilarity ensues right max i've never lived in a big city you grew up closer to a big city than i did yeah were you ever grab a taxi like kind of dude or is that nothing you've ever had to deal with because i've never had to deal i want to go to new york yeah yeah you know when you travel you're a traveling kind of guy <laughs> go to
3: paris morocco you're monaco, S- monaco. There, there you go. There yeah that's, go. that's more
1: no, yeah that's all right that's mm-hmm. more realistic so Neil Page gets down to the street, and if he doesn't get a cab very quickly, he is not going to make it to the airport. And there's a line. There's a line, and while he is trying to yield a cab, he makes eye contact. He yield a cab? Oh, slow one down, I guess. Yeah,
3: hail? I thought you were trying to
1: say <laughs> that's yield hail. Whatever. I don't. Have know. Have you hailed a cab before? I've never hailed a cab in my life. Have you been in New York? I've never been in New York. Chicago? Chicago, yeah, but I always either have like a ride from the airport or Uber. Not as young. Not in my youth. I've never country was in boy mo I'm a bumpkin. I'm a country bumpkin. <laughs> So he tries to get a cab. He makes eye contact with someone else trying to get a cab, and that someone else is Kevin Kevin Bacon. In the smallest role ever, but this is the multiverse. It's supposed to be the same character that he plays in. She's having a baby. Yeah,
3: The eye contact is so great how they focus on their eyes and Kevin squints. Yeah. And game on. in
1: addition to that, I didn't see, I didn't know this. We're always learning, right? So the neck and neck race between him and Steve Martin is supposed to be a direct reference to the 86 film Quicksilver, where the character played by Bacon is racing someone on a bicycle. Oh my God. It's supposed to be like a tip of the hat to that. So So, Easter eggs everywhere. And
3: John Hughes is so brilliant about stuff like this. I don't know if uh, Steve Martin suggested this or not. Not, but the fact that he has two briefcases in his hands and has to run kind of this weird, awkward walk. Yeah. The physical comedy like amplifies.
1: Oh, for, oh Steve Martin's great at that, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and so they're running through and trying to catch this cab. <laughs> like high knees. <laughs> and this is where the, the way in which we're introduced to Dell is incredible. So Steve Martin trips. Yep. And eats it pretty hard. What's he, he trip on? He trips on a big old trunk. Yep. <laughs> and, and the only man that travels with that big of a trunk is Del Griffith. So after he gets up from tripping, which slows him down, in his race with kevin bacon he who's athletic uh, who's very athletic he, he loses to bacon who gives him the salute which is great what if he did like a footloose move right there oh, the, or freeze freeze frame hand pump so he takes off and then he finally sees a cab and there's one guy in front of him he negotiates with that guy to buy his cab from him which not is not a good samaritan not a I'm good Lord. samaritan at all yeah yeah, it was not a good overpays it was 75 bucks 75 bucks gives him the money and then while he gives him the money while this is going on while the negotiation is taking place in the background you don't see Dell yet but you do see the big trunk you get his coat and, and his Anna. coat yeah, yeah and he loads up the cab and after paying 75 dollars to jump this attorney Dell has stolen his cab do you
3: think Dell knows that he took the cab i don't know I, No, he's, don't,
1: he's, he's he's very unaware of yeah, his surroundings that's what i thought too so he takes off and left in a puddle is nothing <laughs> more than two shower curtain rings these Ominous. are these are the small <laughs> little touches to movies i love because yeah. at this point you don't know anything about Dell. No. You just know that Neil Page is not going to make this flight. <laughs> so Neil makes his way to the airport. He somehow gets there in time. Yeah, which is crazy. The flights are all delayed. Yep. A snowstorm is coming in. I love how they say on the board, it's like to nowhere.
3: Right. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. Right.
1: Right. <laughs> he sits down and sitting across from him is Dell Griffith.
3: Reading the Canadian Mounted.
1: So he looks up and, you know, Dell being the gregarious kind of guy is looks at Neil and says,
2: I know you, don't I? I'm usually very good with names, but I'll be damned if I haven't forgotten yours. You stole my cab. (laughs) I've never stole anything in my life. I hailed a cab on Park Avenue this afternoon, and uh, before I could get in it, you stole it. You're the guy who tried to get my cab. (laughs) I knew I knew you, yeah. You scared the bejesus out of me.
1: His, His finger wag. That whole smile. scene, that whole scene is so great because again, you're, you're just, you're really getting a taste for who these characters are. Yeah. So Dell has no idea that he stole the cab from Neil. Neil's furious. The flashback is great. Too. It's, it's fantastic. So they eventually get on their flight. One of the things I love about the flight is that he was planning on first class. Like Neil's kind of a snob. Like actually he's not kind of a snob. He's absolutely a snob. He's getting on the flight. He's super pissed off that he doesn't have his first class seat. I would be too. I I would. Yeah. If I paid for it. it, And then the best part is the person comes in, who's like in first class. He's like, Oh yeah, it's great to see you kiss on the cheek. And of course, Max, who does he get seated next to? The Dell. Good old Dell. And an old guy. Well, not just any old guy, Max, the old man who sleeps on Neil's shoulder is Bill Irwin who plays the grandfather in, she's having a baby. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, like I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to do this throughout the entire thing. <laughs> they cut a lot out, right? So there's a scene where they're eating dinner yep. on the plane and, and the hair of the person. Yeah. There's yeah. all types of, so this is everyone's travel experience. This is in large part where I think that this movie does a great job of is, is it touches on all these things that you as a traveler are totally used to. Like I've met people on planes where I'm just so tired and I just want to sleep and they just want to chat you up and chat you up and Neil's doing his best to just, hey, you know, I really, really want to read this article. <laughs> yeah. I really want to take a nap. And Dell is just oblivious. Yep. Takes his shoes off, takes, oh his, socks takes off. his socks
3: off. Oh my God, takes his socks off too and goes, oh, yeah. my dogs are barking. Oh, it's the
1: best, the best. It's so gross. So fun fact, Max, the exterior of the aircraft, the footage they used is a reuse of the 707 flying through the storm in the movie Airplane. Oh, that's cool. That's very cool. You're patronizing SOB. <laughs> I know you know that. I'm sharing it with everybody else. I can tell when you already know something, you're just being polite. You're like, oh, that's nice. Your, your octaves go up. My octaves always go up. that's true and your laugh people <laughs> love your laugh that's why they voted for your stupid thing last week all I'm right anyways charming. yeah you, you are not charming <laughs> from although I got I got I break for a second I finally got to in person meet your girlfriend which is nuts it's just because of COVID I haven't had a chance to meet her um she is delightful she is she's like wonderful slumming
2: yeah
1: hardcore <laughs> slumming like she is just lowered standards I didn't know a person could lower to be with you Meyer. So there you go higher standards lower you need to prices. really put a ring on that that's all I'm saying so anyways they're on the flight <laughs> all the flights are getting grounded and our two heroes get grounded and are they a, heroes <laughs> absolutely they're heroes to me so they finally get off the flight and before we talk about anything further now be a great time to hear from our sponsors Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Capsiva pain relieving gel And I can tell you that if you're sitting at a table across from a guy who has to go to the bathroom every 25 minutes, you're going to get arthritis. (laughs) You're going to get muscle soreness, psoriasis. Um, Capsiva is all natural. It's okay. (laughs) Capsiva is all natural and designed to increase blood flow for the healing and pain relief process. Uh, Try it for free at Capsiva.com. That's C-A-P-S-I-V-A.com. And, uh, you know, Max, I'm an old man and I need this kind of stuff. It works. is It's, it's great stuff.
3: Yeah. It's like Wilford Brimley and Cocoon. You know what I mean? It's, you feel
1: revitalized. It, that's exactly what it's like. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Lindsay Larrabee Photography. Uh, if you have checked out our website, hopefully you have, you've seen the amazing photos that were put up there. Lindsay. So good. Yeah. Lindsay and her team did all of those. She teased my hair. She was, she was fun to work with, Uh, just made the whole experience really exciting for us. She has been taking photos of families, children, and smiles in Metro Detroit since 2017. Um, she loves what she does, and it shows. She works with her clients, catches everything in the moment, and adores watching the connections and relationships unfold in front of her lens. If you mention Buzz in the Tower, you get $25 off any family session in 2021. You can find Lindsay on our website under our sponsors page. Uh, check her up and get some work done. She is fantastic. Yeah, she made us look good. She would make anyone look good sponsors taking care of Max let's hop back into it let's do it they get grounded in <laughs> Wichita Kansas yeah the when they get off the plane just the practical nature in which Dell is explaining like, no, like no flights are getting off the tarmac. Like you're, we're not going anywhere. Might as well hunker in. We might as well play pickup
3: sticks with our butt cheeks. <laughs> There's <laughs> a lot of really good quotes. There's other ones that are way more graphic. That's uh, the one I found that
1: was okay. Do so. you know, you know who the guy was that's doing the cancellation it's of ben the flights? It's Ben Frekenstein, our friend, Bueller, anybody, Bueller, anyone, anyone. <laughs> again, the multiverse. Yeah. I mean, you're gonna hear me say the multiverse all the time. So being stuck there late at night, needing a place to stay our boy dell he's got a guy he, he's got a guy everywhere if you're a salesman you travel across the u.s all the time he's got a guy so he tells neil don't worry i'm gonna take care of it i got a customer of mine great customer let's go to his place and they hop in the weirdest cab ride i've ever seen
2: where the hell is the motel Is it it much farther not much why didn't you take the interstate
0: said your friend never been
2: around here so I just figured he'd like to um, look around. I don't see nothing on the interstate but interesting. The middle of the night. I know, I know, but he's proud of his town. You know, that's a damn rare thing these days.
1: So the cab is is uh it's got it's nude like, nude pictures all over it. It's like half low rider. Yeah, or- it's uh what's it what's it? it's called uh doobie? Yeah, doobie's. Yeah. Doobie's cab or Do you something. You know what doobie is? uh i don't know who Duby is. it's larry hankin you should know this he's oh i'm sorry i know who the actor is okay. i thought you i know who larry hankin is okay armed and dangerous come on i know who he is well, He's old joe from breaking bad absolutely yeah. the coolest auto what's that place called oh god i don't know a chop shop, shop? with well, a place that covers up for meth dealers yeah it's a yeah, yeah. pretty cool place it's like pulp fiction i guess what other movies in aside from armed and dangerous what she's having a baby <laughs> oh yeah he's in everything well he's but, also
3: kramer on seinfeld He'll right be, well the fake kramer when they're having the tv show
1: do you watch Seinfeld? I, I'm not a huge Seinfeld guy. What are you talking about? I, I know. I love your imitation of him. But, so he gets in the cab and they take him to go see his old buddy, Gus Mooney.
3: I love that he takes him on a scenic route at night. At night, yeah. <laughs> like, the
1: interstate. No, no, we're not going to take the interstate. Little, these little touches are great. Yeah. So they make it to the hotel. And I, these hotel scenes to me are the, probably the best parts of the movie. They are. Dell is a total and complete slob. So they get to hotel, small little things you notice like their credit cards accidentally get swapped yep. with each other. Important note to remember for later that plays quite a bit into the movie. Have you ever stayed at a hotel with a vibrating bed? No. I feel like I've missed out. I, w- I wish I could. I would. I would you thought uh, it looked fun? I've, it looked absolutely looked fun. <laughs> so they go in there and they're super uncomfortable with each other because men don't know how to show emotions towards each other. Well, and, and they're strangers sharing a room with each yeah. other.
3: And John Candy's a big dude. Right. He's probably taking up 80% of the bed. Yeah,
1: true. True. So uh, he offers, remember the beginning is like, do you want to take a shower? And Neil's like, no. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> No, not with me. So he goes in there first, takes the shower. There's issues with the water. Every Everything that could go wrong goes wrong. But there's little, in the eye. There's little things like when he's in the shower and he looks at the shower curtain rings with like anger in his yeah. eye. And I'm like, that's so great. It's just funny. Or that he has no towel. So he gets out of this like awful shower with inconsistent water. And while this is going on, Dell's out in the main area, laying on the bed, yeah. vibrating.
3: <laughs> and the way Neil gets out of the shower, you hear the squish of his foot against yeah. the wet uh, floor. It's gross. It's and the gross. little towel that's like the size All of a All the towels are gone. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's
1: literally just like a, like a handkerchief of a towel. And
3: he gets soap in a his A washcloth.
1: So he gets out there and you get this whole series of snoring, laying in bed, can't get the comfortable, same. the smoke. Smoking, the disgustingness of he the room. Smoke.
3: He drinks beer. He,
1: Dell, shook all the beers up in bed while he was on the vibrating <laughs> bed, soaking his side of the bed. So all he wants to do is go to sleep. And Dell says he's exhausted and then he takes his book out and a lighter so he can read his <laughs> book. And as Neil's falling, seems dangerous. it seems very dangerous. As Neil's falling asleep, it cuts to his wife, who's also trying to fall asleep. And in the background, you hear from a movie she's watching, what if the shoe is on the other foot? And then you hear a woman yell, I go barefoot. And that is from She's Having a Baby. Which I wasn't out yet. Yeah, which hadn't come out yet. And that's when Kevin Bacon lets his best friend, played by Alec Baldwin, spend the night with his awful girlfriend. <laughs> and yeah, it, and it, it's the fight that happens. But again, little Easter eggs yeah. everywhere.
3: Small sidebar. I think it's so weird. Neil has this beautiful house. It's like, you
1: know, iconic mansion, Chicago suburbs. You mean the one that cost $100,000 for them to build and yep. infuriated the producers <laughs> of the movie? Yes. Yeah.
3: But she's laying on this headboard and it looks like the cheapest balsa wood you've ever seen behind her.
1: Thanks. It bothers me so much. I, I believe it
3: bothers you because well, okay, you have this glorious, risky business esque house, and it's like you have a trashy headboard like that. Come on. I, yeah, I don't even know
1: what to say. To Sorry, you. that's okay.
3: That's my that's my one. Great. No, nope, great story. Great. So everybody <laughs> gets
1: one. So after a sequence of <sighs> noises and sounds and soaking <laughs> beer in the bed and everything else, he's finally had enough. And it's interesting. You're only about twenty or thirty minutes into the movie when you have a huge kind of like pivot because Neil loses his mind on Dell. Yeah.
2: You're no saint. you got a free cab. you got a free room and someone who'll listen to your boring stories. I mean, didn't you, didn't you notice on the plane when you started talking, eventually I started reading the vomit bag. Didn't that give you some sort of clue? Like, Hey, maybe this guy's not enjoying it. You know, everything is not an anecdote. You have to discriminate. You choose things that are, that are funny or or mildly amusing or interesting. You're a miracle. Your stories have none of that. They're not even amusing accidentally. Honey, I'd, li- I'd like you to meet Dell Griffith. He's got some amusing anecdotes for you. Oh, here's a gun so you can blow your brains out. You'll thank me for it.
1: You and I have played this audio a ton. The I like me speech is, to me, that's that's classic John Candy range, <laughs> yeah. right? Like it goes from like goof to it's just beautiful speech about who he is. It comes out of nowhere. It's actually really interesting too, because I really like that Neil never has this watershed apology moment. They just move forward with everything, but you see Neil start to change. This is where Neil fundamentally starts to change as a person as a result of meeting Dell, And you'll see little pieces of it when we talk about it later um, as we go through the rest of the movie. But he goes back to bed, lays down. As he's laying down, they finally fall asleep. And then what should happen while they're both sleeping? <laughs> they get robbed. They get robbed in the middle of the night by Gary Riley, who Gary Riley, the actor, played Charlie Hogan in Stand By Me and Chainsaw in Summer School or the other guy. Well, I can't remember their two names, but the two guys in Summer School. Not saw the other one yeah but i can't remember what the hell his name was <laughs> but he that's that whenever i think of this actor i'm like immediately stand by yeah. me in summer summer school well neil had 700 bucks in his wallet well that makes sense do you know that's
3: 1704 in nowadays money inflation jesus
1: well that, that's a ton of money i don't know he's he's, he's, a, he's a baller i know you saw his watch i know i thought he'd just be a credit card guy. No, he just gives away watches because he needs <laughs> hotel rooms so they wake up the next morning you know why the robber steals the wallet i don't other, it, other than he's a robber and that's what know. they do
3: there's a cut scene so remember how dell gets Pizza and beer? Yes. They suggest later that he went into Neil's wallet to pay for it? Yes.
1: Oh, that's right. I never saw that scene. They no. did talk about that. No. Yeah.
3: So there was a cut scene where he's the pizza delivery guy
1: and he saw all the cash in no, the no. wallet.
3: And Dell only tips him $1. Uh,
1: so he waits in the
3: like hallway or the yeah, waiting yeah, area yeah. and he's like, screw these guys. Got it.
1: Why did Dell only tip a dollar? I don't know. jerk. Doesn't seem like. I could I know, see Neil. I could see Neil doing that. I think, but that's, but
3: not, I think that's probably why they cut it because it, it didn't fit. With got it. Got yeah. it.
1: Makes sense. So, Max, they wake up the next morning to one of the most iconic <laughs> sentences and scenes that we've ever seen in cinema.
2: <laughs> oh. 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 Oh, oh, oh. Did you see that Bears game last week? Yeah, hello game, hello game. Yeah. Bears got a great team this year. Oh. They're gonna go all the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah
1: how many times have you heard this? How many times have you said this? How many times have you seen this? (laughs) You know, here's something funny too. They get done with the whole, like gotta be macho and talk about the bears. If this had actually taken place when it was supposed to take place. And this is just, I'm sorry, this is my own personal little hilarious part. There a lion's thing. There's (laughs) a lion's thing. So the movie was released in 87, which means that the bears game that Neil would have been discussing would have taken place on November 22nd, the Sunday before Thanksgiving. And it was a remarkable bit of, uh, and it was remarkably accurate as the bears did play a great game. They defeated my Detroit Lions. <laughs> <laughs> they did not win the championship. I think they lost to Washington maybe in the yeah, yeah. playoffs that year, but whatever. Sorry, had to make it about the yeah, Lions. that's fair. Those aren't pillows might be my
3: favorite line of this movie.
1: There's a lot of good, really good lines. That's, that's a great one. Uh, so they get up, they go to breakfast and while at breakfast, we discover that they have been robbed. Initially, Neil accuses Dell of stealing. Understandably. Very understandable. Uh, then <laughs> grabs his wallet to see what's in it and there's there. Yeah, be exactly. There. And there's nothing there. So luckily for us, Dell's got another friend. Del- <laughs> this friend's a little bit unique. So Dell's friend's son Owen. Which Gus, Gus's son, Owen comes to pick them up, going to drive him to the train station. Owen's snorting and ticks and, and filthiness tobacco spit was so absurd and funny that the woman that was playing his wife almost couldn't keep it together while he was doing it. And they weren't getting the reaction that they wanted every time. So the one scene where he's got the tobacco spit into his hand and yep. then he shakes Neil's hand all impromptu. Like John Hughes was like encouraging him to do it. The guy who plays him is Dylan Baker. And he's this been the first role. Yeah. He was actually in another movie with John Candy called delirious, which I don't think is in the eighties but it's worth watching if you like John Candy. Okay, cool. Um, and then what else was uh, he in? He's in the blacklist. That's right. He's I the, the attorney don't watch General, that of news and, that, and he's yeah, kind
3: yeah. of James Spader's boss. So technically he controls Steph from Pretty in Pink. Well, so that's...
1: The universe expands. <laughs> so they get a ride. Um, they don't end up going to Wichita. They go to Stubville, Kansas to yeah, catch the train. Yeah, because they're not pigs. Yeah. <laughs> if they were pigs, they could go. Over. Yeah, because they're not pigs. So good. Well, that's how he explains You're it. You're right. So they take their truck ride to Stubbsville to, t- to catch the train. They don't get seats together, which Dell is bummed out about. Neil is ecstatic about. He's so happy next to the girl who's just reading her magazine. No, but that's the key. It's not happy. This is the first character arc that you see. So Neil prior to meeting Dell would never strike up conversation with someone he'd never met before. And this is where you start to see the Dell effect rubbing off on him. She's I, he's chatting her up.
3: I thought it meant he was just happy that she wasn't responding very much. He's no, like, mm.
1: totally read that differently. Okay. Because he's instigating the conversation with her. He's getting, he's becoming a okay. little bit like Dell. I I see it. I yeah, see yeah, it. I yeah, see yeah. it. I see You're wrong. Nuance. You're absolutely. I agree. No, no, don't. Jerks. It's too late. One. So of course they're on the train. What happens? Train catches on fire. <laughs> so clearly, someone's fault too. Right. What
3: did you do? Right, right, right.
1: <laughs> so they get off the train, and Neil looks over Dell, and Dell's got the trunk. The trunk, and they have to walk a mile and a half in it, mud. Is, is that it's, what it's happened when awful. trains broke down? Uh, you are asking someone who has never been on a train, really? Never. Okay, I, I'm, I'm a country bumpkin. I never go anywhere. Remember? Chicago
3: trains are nice.
1: Uh, I've been on only. Well, yeah, I guess maybe I've been on one of those. Yeah, I don't even know. So they walk to Jefferson City, Missouri, and he helps
3: them pick up the trunk,
1: and he helps them. It's, it's yeah, iconic. Nice. It's very sweet. And this is where they're going to catch a bus. The bus scene this is this is so
3: if you if your mood's your mood's not going to be a change yeah but if you're already yeah
1: so a couple funny things about the bus scene so do you know who jerry ryan is did you ever get into star trek the tv show not the movies the patrick stewart one yeah all of them any of them i don't know because i'm not a star trek guy but i do know exactly who this woman is early so, 90s gorgeous woman uh her name actress's name is jerry ryan in the show she's called seven of nine that's oh, like yeah, that's yeah. her name this was one of her first roles ever is she the blonde she was cut out of it because she couldn't Keep a straight face on the bus when like Candy and Martin were acting ridiculous. Yeah. So they they show none of it. It's in like the lost footage that's like sitting in the in the vault at Paramount. So they're on the bus with each other. The couple next to him is making out. Is this the first time? Is take a picture? It'll last longer. Is that a thing? Because of this movie,
3: I I thought about that too. I don't. I have no idea. Okay, I'm
1: gonna put that out there to anyone. Anyone listening? He's okay. So basically, there's this young there's this young couple making out next to Dell and Neil. And Dell's like, Hey, Neil, take a look at this. And Neil gets busted watching. <laughs> and the guy just looks right up at him and says, Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. And Dell
3: ribs him too. And I
1: can't remember if like that's it just feels was so it was a turn of the phrase from the 80s or it came from that movie. It
3: feels like an 80s TV show It also feels like
1: something John Hughes could have wrote. True. So we'll have to find out. So they get on the bus and I love this. I love that like they're singing. Like, you remember my wedding? This is what we did at my wedding. We sang on that bus after the wedding. We sang cartoon theme songs you, on the way to the, the bar. We didn't sing the Flintstones. I'm not a huge Flintstone fan.
3: It's John Candy's favorite favorite, favorite
1: cartoon, except Camp Candy. I would argue Camp Candy is his favorite cartoon. No, I don't think he's
3: he was too he's humble. not a narcissist
1: yeah. yeah camp candy's way better than the flintstones what i'm not even debating that with you so they're singing on the bus they finally get to their destination and uh, i believe st louis correct so if you're keeping track at home yeah. they've made their way to st louis they gotta make some money you know what the best way to make money is
2: <laughs> hawk shower curtain rings and
1: earrings shower curtain rings as earrings
2: how do you do man my name is del griffith i'm with the american light and fixture company jewelry division and i've got the deal of a lifetime for you do you have a minute This is your Diane Sawyer autographed earring. You ever watch 60 Minutes? Thanks. This is Czechoslovakian ivory. That's, that's five dollars. Great. This is your Walter Cronkite moon ring. Thank you. They are filled with helium, so they're very light. Thank you. This is an autographed Daryl Strawberry earring. All right. These are very special earrings by the way these were originally handcrafted for the grand wizard of china back in the fourth century now these of course aren't the originals but they are replicas very good replicas too they're selling for five dollars a pair two for seven dollars
3: The Diane Sora collection.
1: How can you not (laughs) how can you not love Dell and what he's pulling off? So Daryl Strawberry. The Daryl Strawberry one is great. (laughs) So he's selling these things at the bus station, making a little bit of money. They go to eat and kind of out of nowhere. I wasn't ready for this. Neil breaks up with him. He's like, we'd be better off traveling alone. And Dell does not take it well. He's very upset. And Max, as they leave (laughs) the dinner table, the lunch table, we get to we're getting close to one of the most iconic scenes in film history, I would argue. Okay. 80s film history. Yep. Not general film history. So the rental car place puts him on a bus. Oh yeah. (laughs) And the bus, the bus takes him. This is this, I, I do, I do fly. So I'm used to this. You get on a tram or a bus, it takes you to the lot. By the way, when he gets off of that, the voice of the guy driving the bus, you don't see his face. It may have been cut. But the voice of the guy was so familiar to me. And then it dawned upon me exactly who he is. Chino Fats Williams. That's a great name. Let's talk about Chino for a second. He's in Weird Science is when they're the at the bar. House? Is this the Road He's House in here? Roadhouse when uh, he He's gets his car the out of the garage. Yeah. He's got that voice. Ah, I can't do it real well. But, you know, like yeah. that, that's his voice. He's in, He's, in a, what other? He's in a bunch of stuff. The right? first
3: three Rockies. The Terminator. He's a truck driver in the freaking Terminator. That's yeah, this dude rules. Yeah. Oh, Action Jackson. He's like in the pool. That's guy. right. Yeah. That's
1: right. Absolutely. Oh no, he does the boxing. He's the boxer in Action Jackson oh, too. Right, yeah, Remember yeah. at the end he does like the two step and then punches the guy. Yeah. So this guy's in a lot. So that's his voice. I'm 100 sure.
3: So he passed away at age 66 in the year 2000. That means he was in his 40s during the 80s. Oh my god. He looks like he's he 90. looks like he was <laughs> 90 years old back then.
1: Rough shape. So Neil gets dropped off, looks for his car. There's no car. V5. Yeah. Gets back. <laughs> well he throws out his rental agreement he goes go nuts <laughs> he goes nuts throws his rental he's had enough this is his breaking point has to walk and, and by the way think about that being in an airport those things are located like in the middle of nowhere
3: oh when he's going down the underpass with the snow right that's right. When you can feel for him you're like this sucks
1: makes his way was it marathon rental car uh, it's I, some purple i think it's slogan. called marathon okay. rental car I, I could be wrong he makes his way down to the car rental agent and steps up and who do we see max edie mcclure E. McClure, Grace from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. One Righteous Dude. Also, the checkout lady in Mr. Mom. No way. That's also, oh, and it gets even more. Do you know who else she is? She's Marge Sweetwater from Back to School. That's <laughs> awesome. She's in a lot. She's also, she does voice work. She was uh, one of the voices in The Secrets of Nim. You know, I love that movie. Was she the voice of the Bobby's World mom? She kind of sounds like it. Maybe. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, don't you know? Yeah, right. I, yeah, she was a voice in Wreck It Ralph. I mean, like, she's she does still does great. She's looked the same forever. I know. She's fantastic. Max, that scene, I can't even play a sample of it scene. I can't even talk about that scene. I can only tell you a couple fascinating facts about that scene. This was one of the scenes that when Steve Martin read it made him want to take this role. Makes sense. It, and uh, what? who's the actress that just redid this entire thing on like a TikTok and it went viral? Emma Stone. She, that was amazing. Yeah. Emma Stone. She's I, on Jimmy Fallon. Yes. Yeah. You need to go watch that if you're listening right now. She's like, an 80s freak. Yeah. she loved, We reached uh, out we, to we, her. We did try to reach out to her. She's on the list of I people. I did. I know she's probably on the list of people that has a restraining order. She's like the us. coolest woman in Hollywood. She is. Uh, I'm a big fan. But she did a great job recreating this uh to this day people go up to edie and like ask <laughs> yeah. her to say the last sentence which again we can't say any of this but their interaction with each other is absolutely outstanding It's you know hilarious. She, you know she improv the uh thanksgiving
3: stuff on the phone yeah yeah john hughes didn't Gobble like the Gobble. original one and was like
1: yeah i wanted him to change it wanted her to change you know it I up can't cook do you know that this scene is the reason that this movie's rated r yep 18. it was the 18f bombs yeah. in the scene that got out the r rating it would have been pg otherwise so of course he is <laughs> he is Effed, so to speak, and yeah. cannot get a car. But who, but who did get a car? Dell. <laughs> And Dell's car, so again, let's expand the universe a little bit more. Is the sedan version instead of the wagon version of the wagon queen family truckster from National Lampoon Vacation? It's
3: a 1986 Chrysler LeBaron Town and Country,
1: with trimmed a- completely to look yeah. like with Clark, green, Clark Griswold's. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. It even has like the cheap-looking rims. So they hit the road, and this is the closest and most relevant, like Tommy Boy. Oh yeah, this whole this whole sequence is Tommy Boy while driving on the road max a lot of things happen tom candy and his physical comedy
3: (laughs) tommy candy tommy boy candy
1: i'm gonna need you tom candy (laughs) john candy Singing the mess around uh, from really Ray fun. Charles, which is great. Getting his coat stuck. Oh my god! Is the whole scene where he's like jammed up, spins the car around. Well, the seat adjustment too. Remember? Oh, the seat adjust. Oh, I can't- <laughs> how did I skip that? No, I
2: have a bad back.
1: Yeah, and they broke it. <laughs> I'm not gonna break it. <laughs> the, the The car rides great, and Steve Martin Neil is falls asleep. And when they wake up after the spin out, he goes back onto the road the wrong way. Earlier, I believe, is when he throws a cigarette out the window and it pops into the backseat. Yep. Plays an important role later. That's why I it's say. getting hot and tries to take that out the jacket. That's why it's getting hot. Yeah, yeah. As they're driving, you may have heard this audio at the beginning of the episode. As they're driving, they're driving the wrong way down the freeway. Which, by the way, I drove home a couple times from bartending on 696 and seventy five, and or 275, and I would see this happen. I would call the police and be like, oh my God, someone's driving the wrong way down the freeway. I
3: can't imagine that. It happens. It happens
1: at more than you'd think. It's night. People aren't paying attention. So they finally realize they're going the wrong way because you have two Mack trucks that are heading right towards them and they squeeze between them. And quickly he flashes and looks at Dell, who turns into a devil. What is the story? Remind me about the producers came on set and they like freaked out because they saw Candy was dressed up as a devil and they're like, what in the hell is this movie about? Well, Paramount seemed very upset with this movie in general.
3: Right. So I think every time they came on set, they're like, well, this isn't what we expected.
1: And wasn't that one day that they came on yeah. set? Yeah. That he was dressed up as a devil, and they're like, what in is a this toby. movie? suit, too. Right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Okay. That's, I knew it was something like that. I just couldn't remember. And the skeletons, too. That's a good flash. That is a very good flash. So they make it through this horrible situation of driving the wrong way the car they step out of the car and watch the car catch on fire which is essentially the deer destroying the car yeah. and tommy boy right like <laughs> just so we're all clear
3: they start laughing hysterically because neil's like you finally did it to
1: yourself and then Dell's like <laughs> oh no. yeah because and, it was and, on his card yeah, yeah, yeah Dell yeah.
3: realizes he's put his credit card in neil's wallet which yeah. is burning yeah and now neil screwed again yeah and he punches him yeah and then neil falls on the little uh trunk too he gets his just
1: due <laughs> You it's could have killed the, me. it's that's the, how Houdini it's died. It's the two by four to the face. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Again, Not so much here. Oh, yeah. The, that's Houdini died. That's so funny. <laughs> just gut punches him. Yeah. Gut punches him hard. So- they, they get back in the car. They go to their other hotel. This hotel, uh, the, the guy who is the guy who's running this hotel is Martin Farrow. Martin Farrow is he was in Gung Ho, which you wouldn't remember. Nope. But here's where you would remember him from. Jurassic Park. He's the attorney that's on the crapper and gets eaten by the T-Rex. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> Isn't that great? That's who he is. That's the guy running the hotel. What an IMDb. Right. Well, sometimes you got to go deep. You got to go deep. I'm very impressed. So they've obviously had a very emotional night. They lay down to go to sleep. Dell is left outside because he can't get a hotel room because he doesn't have a watch. Del's got $2 on a cashier. Yeah. He's got nothing. Neil gives a fancy watch and like 20 bucks. $17. See, look at you. Definitely. definitely gets 17. The, Definitely 17. <laughs> Watner's on at three. Gets the hotel room, which has got two beds and sits in there while Neil is sitting outside in a car with no roof because yep. it's burnt off, <laughs> freezing his butt off.
3: And talking to himself, he's like, you messed it up again
1: and finally like again this, this, this more and more humanizing version of Neil he goes outside he brings him in
3: so if we ever make it big and we're on the road like going to like a podcast convention can we please have a mini bar from the fridge we're passing it to each other just being bros Dude, at I'll, summer f- camp. I'll
1: fall asleep in like five minutes Remember he's
3: like, I feel like it's summer camp he's eating Doritos with the old school logo on it they're drinking amaretto they're bonding
1: they're, bonding. they're finally getting to that sweet spot yeah John yeah. Candy
3: does a Jamaican I, accent I don't
1: know that I'm ever going to get to a point where I like you enough to want to do that what I, you're really Really intolerable. Well, no, no.
3: Think about how frustrated you'd get with me on the road. That's true. And then the catharsis. Dude, if
1: you and I took a road trip, uh, it would be, It'll be like this. I'll take it under consideration. Okay. But uh, no. So they get, they wake up, they get in the car. This is it. They're on the last leg of the trip. Everything's going to be fine. Is it? Well, they <laughs> hope it's going to be fine. They get pulled over. The trooper that pulls them over is Michael McKean. David St. Hubbins. It's wild. He had fourth billing. On this movie. And you're like, why? Well, because I assume in the extra hour and a half of footage, he had quite a bit more to do, right?
3: Do you know what he did? I have no idea. So in the original cut, where he was like a much bigger part of it, they overshot Chicago by a hundred miles. Oh, really? <laughs> and, and Neil chases Dell around and he has to break up the fight. Oh, uh, got it, got it.
1: <laughs> it's wild to me that someone, I mean, better call Saul. I start there, but clue. Th- th- this is spinal tap clue. And he has such a small role Best in the show, right? Yeah. And he just basically pulls them over and is like, no, we're, you're not going yeah. anywhere in this vehicle. Earth
3: girls are easy too.
1: So cuts to them after the car's impounded. I think they're at the courthouse. Yeah. Neil is beside himself. Dell, of course, solution maker that he is. finds a ride in the it's hard to pronounce ashkenagin yep is that ashkenagin is it cheese or milk cheese cheese the ashkenagin cheese truck but they can't sit up front because the driver of that truck is a little bit odd let me also tell you about the driver of the truck because this this is unbelievable that i I immediately knew who he was do you know who he is no he is the coach of the dragons in teen wolf you know uh uh, the beavers have to play the dragons he's the dragons coach oh my god yeah This dude rules. Soak that up for a minute. Additionally, the great part about this guy, he had an incredibly small role, but there are so many delays that he had to be put on standby. So he was getting paid all that time. He was able to put a down payment on a house because of it. That's awesome. For his like five seconds in this movie. (laughs) So they're in the truck freezing their butts off. Cause you got to keep it cool in the back of those things, obviously, because you're keeping cheese in there. Don't want it to melt. You don't want to get sour. I don't even know. Oh, <laughs> sour this, dough is, cheese. this feels like a road trip. I feel like you and I've been on a long road trip. So they finally make it to, they're in Chicago, right? Isn't that where they get to? Or where's that train that they finally get Chicago. to? It is. Okay. This is where I need you to help me. I don't know. because yep. he's in the suburbs. So I assume I'm going to take you to the city sometime. I don't want to, I'm big pig in the city or whatever. <laughs> or I'd be very uncomfortable. So they finally make it back. And this is the chef's kiss of the movie. They say goodbye to each other. Neil gets on the train. And as he's driving away with this beautiful soft music filling in. Music works. He has the flashback of realizing Dell's not got anywhere to go. He's got no family.
3: And you know, he, Steve Martin didn't know that was part of the movie at that point.
1: Well, additionally, I don't know if you know, this might have to do with what you're talking about. John Hughes kept the camera rolling in between takes when they were on the train. So his reaction is him like disconnected from the movie and just thinking about his lines and preparing. Yeah. And it works perfectly. Yeah. This realization of I got to help this guy out. And he goes back, confronts Dell. in the train station by himself.
2: Dell, what are you doing here? You said you were going home. What are you doing here? I, uh... I don't have a home. Marie's been dead for eight years.
1: And you get to the most beautiful part of the movie. You get to what ties it all together. So the two of them are carrying the trunk on their way to Neil's home. Just walking down the street singing, Do I diddy, diddy,
3: dumb, diddy, do. I'm singing that. <laughs> good, she looked good. Good. Look
1: good. She looked fine. She looked fine. She looked good. She, she looked, looked fine. Fun. And I knew that she was mine. Yeah. Before I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl Hall wrote the song. <laughs> I can't pull it together because you're <laughs> so absurd you Woo. Right it's, always, it's always the same point it's like this is, this movie's a tight 93 minutes yeah. and our podcasts are usually a tight 100 minutes <laughs> 60 minutes 20 minutes what i can't even count every time you go away you take a piece of me with you. I'm going to sing this to you on your birthday every year. That's my promise happy to you.
3: Birth- I'm going to sing the Marilyn Monroe Happy Birthday. Please then. don't. Don't ever <laughs> sing that to me on Mr. my birthday. Mr. Mo Shapiro.
1: They they walk up to the house and the shot of them from far away It's it's, 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 very, it's very touching. Perfect. It's
3: Like the snow covered streets.
1: Everything about up. It, it's just, it. And you hear him. he's like, oh, I'm only going to stay for a little bit. And it's like, no, like he's going to take care of his friend. And it's kind of funny. The only part of this movie that's like a little wacky to me, having now been married for over 10 years if you brought someone home not bringing someone home but like she is literally crying because she's so excited to see her husband i'm like (laughs) they've got the best marriage ever i be like after three days of being like i'm still running late i'm still running late she be like all right just get home i I don't need you to call me anymore it's okay i like that his wife
3: isn't from many other things that you kind of just recognize her from this movie right right absolutely she's just
1: his wife yeah no i she uh the only child actor uh joey lawrence's little brother whoa no but yeah Matthew lawrence i couldn't think of his name he's
3: one *Boy meets world there you go yeah (laughs) finney love
1: so introduces dell to the whole family and then max take it how's the movie end it's your favorite thing smile freeze frame frame
3: on john candy's face
1: ladies and gentlemen we just talked about planes trains and automobiles but wait there's more Wait, there is?
3: After the credits. Ah, the old Marvel (laughs) Universe after credits scene. It does, absolutely.
1: So you didn't know about this. I knew about this. I learned about it
3: yesterday yeah
1: on your third watching yeah. of the movie who, who watches through the all
3: the credits of 80s movies. this guy
1: over here johnny's the only one that did that well that's why he's brilliant but
3: only one ferris bueller in this right
1: uh no well, well she's i having mean a baby. She's a baby. She's having a baby all the end credits are all of the actors like he had he was working on films with like the like john candy but he was doing chet at the time oh, got from it. great outdoors um no i mean end of the movie <laughs> the guy's still in there and he's got, a, he's got a, yeah, the ad guy's got a turkey, some apple pie, and he's looking at that <laughs> ad still trying to figure out what he he's
3: wants. He's got a full blown turkey for himself.
1: Oh, well, he's, he's a high power, <laughs> high power guy. That's why I wasn't going to be home. I'd have a whole turkey. Is that for your myself. dream? No, not at all. Not being in my office on Thanksgiving. No, my just dream. a whole turkey to yourself. I don't not, I, a Turkey. I, I make a good fried turkey, but it's not my favorite part of Thanksgiving. It's some atomic mashed potatoes, right? Yeah. You got it, baby. Yeah. Max, now is the perfect time for you and I to sip on some eggnog. <laughs> That's Christmas, yeah. but whatever. Have some cranberries and some sweet potato pie. <laughs> some, some raw cranberries. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, how about we have a little Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight? This week's very special Thanksgiving dinner Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is our friend Chris Adams at Retro Life For You. That's at Retro Life, the number four, YOU. His Instagram page is Pure Fire 7080s Nostalgia. He's got a, he's talked about doing a podcast. Has he done it yet? I know he's he's, done a
3: wrestling one in his past. That's right. It was the wrestling
1: one. I know he's gonna do one soon too. This guy, he's a a classic retro ninja. You hear us use that term a lot, but he knows his stuff inside out. We've known him forever. He's one of our OGs
3: like that we connected with. He's like a paragraph talker. We talk in paragraphs. We're like, hey, you know, let's talk about how we do editing on this thing, or let's talk about Roadhouse for yeah. 20
0: minutes. Yeah, oh, man, Roadhouse. Roadhouse.
1: Uh, so we asked Chris what his favorite scene from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles was, and let's hear what he has to say.
0: Hello, everybody. My name is Chris Adams, and I'm with the Retro Life for You Instagram page. That's R-E-T-R-O-L-I-F-E, the number 4. Y-O-U, Retro Life for You. We specialize from 70s, 80s, to 90s, and a very strong emphasis on 80s, as that's my favorite era, for sure. This week, Buzz in the Tower has asked me to come on and be the fan spotlight, and I am so thankful they did. I love this podcast. Guys are the greatest. Uh, you make my nights at work go by so quickly. And this week, it's uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, a uh, John Hughes film from the 80s that was very fun to watch when it came out. And it's always fun to go back to it again. I, I made a point to rewatch it this week for this very particular deal. My favorite scene, it was, uh, there's one in particular that's just great. It stands out in my mind that I've always loved. And it makes me laugh so hard every time I watch it. And there's a lot of other funny scenes in there as well. But I am going to admit I'm going the easy way out here. Because it's just the funniest in, in, in the whole movie to me. But the scene where Del Griffith has booked the hotel for him for the night, um, only has the one double bed. Uh, of course, he's got all the bad habits and everything he's got that drives, uh, Neil, the character Neil Page, crazy for the night. But, uh, they make it through the night. The next day they wake up. Uh, the radio's playing the old Patsy Klein song performed by Amy Lou Harris back in baby's arms. Camera pans over and you see that they've ended up in a cuddling position of all things, and um, John Candy's character, Dell is uh, kissing Neil Page on the ear, and Neil wakes up and says, why are you kissing me on the ear? And he says, why are you holding my hand? So he says, where's your other hand? And he tells him, it's between two pillows, just to find out, guys, it's not two pillows. Greatest scene in the whole movie. I love it. But uh, that's pretty much it for me as far as my favorite scene in the movie. It was a great one, and I loved it. And, um, you know, thanks for having the episode on this. It brought back a lot of good memories of the movie. Thanks for having me on this week, guys. Once again, I love your show, and I hope you guys keep going for a long time to come.
1: Very kind words and also not surprising on his answer. I don't think it's the easy way out. Like, that's probably the most iconic scene in the it's movie, so right? good. I it's mean, that are the car scenes, you yeah. know, but it's 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 a great movie. Max, we, we took a trip down memory lane. You know the best part about this episode? We don't do a lot of full movie episodes, but it kind of like Chris mentioned... I feel like if people listen to this episode, the next thing they're going to do is they're going to go watch the movie. And this is just the perfect movie to be watching right before the holidays. Absolutely. It starts everything off. We're going to next few weeks. We're going to dive more into the traditional holiday movies, you know, your diehards and whatnot. But this is a great way to just start the whole season. It makes you grateful that you're not on this trip. Right. (laughs) And it makes you you grateful, too, in a serious note for the just the amazing work of John Candy and Steve Martin. I remember one of the best stories. We did our tribute episode to John Candy. Oh, the The, the Steve Martin quote. Yeah. Not just the quote, the fact that after john candy passed away that steve martin moved in with john candy's family to spend time with them and like help them heal through the process i thought it was incredible like, there was a real friendship they developed on this movie
3: yeah i mean john john candy brought that out in people
1: yeah i mean this yeah this is great movie we're gonna end on a positive note so i don't suck all the juice out <laughs> of the you're looking at me like you're gonna tear up and cry i won't go down to the john candy although if you are listening to this episode and you want more on john candy max come on give me the number episode what episode 18 was it really oh, no 17 are you serious No, 21 how do you remember this 21 all right Now I'm just saying numbers. Okay. An earlier episode we did covering all of John Candy's films. Go check it out. As always, if you like what you heard, follow, subscribe, review, tell your friends. That's the big one. It's the holiday season. If you want to give someone a gift, go to our store online, buy a shirt, buy a sweatshirt, send it to someone you love, have them watch the show on YouTube. You can watch the show pretty cool huh
3: yeah or send mo a picture of a steak
1: yeah you have steak jesus don't send me any (laughs) pictures unbelievable (laughs)
3: still time to vote (laughs) tag him in steak yeah thanks it's great tag buzz in the tower
1: max uh (laughs) for you for your family have a wonderful thanksgiving selena have a wonderful thanksgiving i feel like now selena and timmy were like best friends so I'm going to end on a toast. To the wives. That's a <laughs> weird toast. You can't end on that either. No. I want something better. Give me something really good. Pill- yeah. Pillow related. Pillow related? Sure. Well, those aren't pillow. What do you mean? There you go.
3: That's good. No, that's not good. No, you're good. We'll end I'm you on that. I'm from Jamaica, there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the prequel to cool runnings
1: oh we should dumb dumb we dum. should not do a podcast about cool runnings which is not an 80s movies anyway so there no you go. but it's an awesome movie it's not an awesome movie it's an okay are movie. you dead no man i will finish on this i like me i <laughs> no, just i like you, you. love That's a, you i like me i like <laughs> me some me max have a wonderful day and i'll see you next week